The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bird on Bears fans, appreciate you guys for tuning in for another episode of the Windy City Breeze Daily Sports Talk. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago Bears daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Bears, how Bears talk. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. On this show today, going to be previewing the Chicago Bears intro. I'm sorry, the Chicago Bears uh, uh, preseason game intro. What the heck are you talking about, Pat? The Chicago Bears preseason game versus the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, going to talk a little bit more about Roquan Smith. What's all going to go into getting a deal done for him? What is this Bears offense going to look like when it's all said and done? And then, of course, going to be talking with you guys, the fans, as always, on today's episode of The Daily Show. Appreciate you guys for tuning us and rocking with us. Let's go. So if you are new to the channel, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. As I said, we do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel to talk Chicago sports, how Chicago talk. So make sure that you get in tune with us, man. Come on, do me a favor. Just go ahead and uh, push the button. Come on, push the button. Come on, push the button. Yeah, come on, push the button. Yeah, I got my, I got my, uh, my little, my little soundboard back. So we in the building again. Uh, Bears taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Shout out to everybody in the chat. First things first, let me get a bear dine in the chat because the Chicago Bears play football tonight. Let me get a bear dine in the chat from everybody in this mug right now. Uh, the Chicago Bears play football tonight versus Seattle Seahawks. Some of the things that I really want to key in on and see from this Bears team. Let's start off with talking about where we want to see this offense go. Now, the starters are only expected to play six to ten plays. Hopefully, that is one drive that ends in a touchdown. And I think that's the thing that you really have to key in on when you're talking about what you want to see from this offense at a minimum, right? As, as much as we can uh, uh, um, hype up Justin Fields, be hype about where this offensive line is heading, be hype about what we're seeing on the field, right? It doesn't matter if we have the same issue of not being able to get into the end zone. And this is the most vanilla defenses that you're going to see. Now, I understand that the Chicago Bears are not using a lot of they're probably not going deep into their offensive bag of tricks here, right? But at the end of the day, <laughs> The name of the game is scoring touchdowns, and it's something that the Bears have not done enough over the past three years. I mean, it's just you have to get into the end zone in the last game. While I do love what we saw out of Justin Fields, I love the accuracy. I saw the uh, uh, um I love that we saw the aggressiveness of the offense, right? I love that they were not afraid to use Justin Fields' arm to go downfield. I love Justin Fields being able to drop it into Darnell Mooney in the perfect spot to me. But at the end of the day, you have to be able to score touchdowns. And they weren't able to score a touchdown in that first game. While I do see improvement, and I do think it does take a little bit more rhythm to get into that, right? Uh, Your first, what, 14 or 15 plays are always scripted. So that should be your best plays that you're coming out to punch the other team in the mouth with. If you're not punching the other team in the mouth, then you've got a problem on your hands, right? And so I think that's the one thing that I'm going to be focusing in on. How is this Bears offense going to come out the gate? Remember, under Matt Nagy, rarely, rarely did we ever score a touchdown on our first drive. I would bet in the three years that he was here, or the four years that he was here, we probably did it less than 10 times. 
So that's the one thing that I really want to see the Chicago Bears kind of focus in on, get better at um, being able to actually put the ball in the end zone at the end of the day. Because, I mean, listen, that's what it comes down to. The name of the game is scoring touchdowns, not kicking field goals. Shout out to uh, Dantavius in the chat. What's going on with you, bro? So that's one thing that I really wanted to key in on. I dropped my three Chicago Bears uh, that I felt this, that we should watch closely. I still feel strongly about them. But another thing that I think you have to watch out for and that you have to be a little bit excited for if you are a Chicago Bears fan. You're going to get to see Tevin Jenkins start at right guard. Now, the offensive line as it is right now, you're probably talking about Braxton Jones, left tackle, Cody Whitehair, left guard, center Lucas Patrick, and this is just starting the season. Right guard right now, probably Michael Schofield, and then your right tackle, either Riley Reef or Larry Borum, if he can find a way to win that job. But here's what I want to see the Chicago Bears have happen. I love that Michael Schofield's on the team. I think that he is a key piece to what the Chicago Bears are going to be able to do with this offensive line this season. But at the end of the day, Michael Schofield is a Band-Aid on an issue that is a long-term issue with this offensive line. I want to see Tevin Jenkins win this spot handedly. I want to see it so there is no doubt that when you look at Tevin Jenkins, you say, you know what? I don't care what the issues were this offseason. I don't care what was written about him. I don't care what was said about him. He won that job no matter what. He's our starting right tackle not only for this year but for years to come now the thing that I like that Ryan Poles has done is you've got a little bit of insurance there right like I I, it's like I kind of said before right like if uh, um, Michael Schofield does win this job and Tevin Jenkins is just like right there away or he's got the talent but maybe the mentality's not there yet you still feel good about that depth that you have at the offensive line, which is something I haven't been able to say about the Chicago Bears offensive line and who knows how long, right? When's the last time that you said you feel okay about the Chicago Bears offensive line depth? Um, I think coming into the season, right, I feel a lot better uh, and, and, and I'm not listening to the national nerds. Um, you know what I mean? Where, where they're just, oh, the Bears offensive line ranks 31st in the NFL and they're doing this. It's like your, your preseason season rankings before you've seen a snap of it that's that's where you're ranking this here uh so i'm really excited to see kind of wit what tevin jenkins is going to be able to do and the fact that he's going to get some time to be able to work with this starting offensive line i think that's going to be big right and and you want to start seeing these guys build that rapport together quickly remember you're going to have to insert lucas patrick and they're pretty much on the fly we're still waiting to hear if he's going to be 100 percent ready to go on uh, uh at the start of the season here um but especially with the fact that you lost Doug Kramer, uh, the fact that you don't have as much offensive line depth at that center position, right? It's going to be really key to get those linemen in there and get them in a spot where you feel that they're going to suit best. I uh, really want to see what Larry Borum's going to be able to do with this offensive line. I think he's going to be somebody to watch closely. And if he's going to be able to uh, start to move his way up the depth chart, if he ends up becoming that swing tackle for the Bears. Um, but I, I just feel like, right, like my focus today because I feel like Braxton Jones has the intangibles to be a really good left tackle in this NFL. My focus today is really on what is Tevin Jenkins going to bring to this offensive line? And if he does bring that where he wins this right guard spot, do you feel confident enough going out there with two young players at that on your offensive line, basically a rookie and a second year player that's essentially still a rookie because he wasn't going to be able to uh, uh, um or he didn't get much run last season due to injury, concussions, coming in late, being behind Jason Peters, right? All those things played into it. So now I want to see kind of what's his game going to be and how does he uh, uh, add to what the Chicago Bears are doing on the offensive line? Hey, I want to know how you guys feel as well, man. Let me know in the chat. Let me know in the comments below if you're watching this after. Uh, Do you feel like... Tevin Jenkins brings something to this offensive line tonight. Is he somebody you're going to be focusing in on? Uh, the other spot on the field that I'm really going to be focusing on that I think you you have to kind of key in on, to me, right, I'm looking at what this linebacker room has the ability to do. I feel like there's a lot to be said about seeing guys have an opportunity with Roquan not there. And at a minimum, and let me know if you guys agree, 
I feel like we've seen players step up in the absence of other players not being available. Jack Sanborn was somebody that really, really intrigued me to watch. I felt like he was somebody that just based off of the instinct that he had could be an addition to that Chicago Bears linebacker room. Right now, you're really just rolling out there with Nicholas Morrow and a couple of guys that are hoping to make the team, especially with Roquan Smith going through his hold-in drama, right? I'm looking at this as, okay, how do we get to this next level? How do we get this linebacker room built up with at least enough depth that if we start to have some injury issues pile up, you don't feel like you just have a gaping hole in the middle. I feel like that's been our issue the last couple of seasons, right? Without Roquan, there's just been this gaping hole in the middle of the field. And I understand, right? Like, listen, whether the Roquan deal gets worked out or not, whether it does end up being a whole Colin Cowherd situation, if y'all didn't see that video, me ranting on that, check that out. But whether it does turn into one of those situations where – Roquan doesn't show up and he's not able to or he he just doesn't play nice with the Bears and the Bears don't play nice with him. I want to see who's going to be able to take that next step, who's going to be able to get in that position to be that next guy up. And I think Jack Sanborn has the ability to do that. Now, I'm not overhyping anything that we've seen from him, but the things that I like about him are intangibles that does that it doesn't matter if you're playing with the ones, the twos or the threes. Right. The thing that I really liked about Jack Sanborn is his ability to break on a ball just right before the quarterback releases the ball. And he's just seeing where it's going to go. He's beating his guy to the spot. He's in front of his man. He's keeping guys under wraps. Those are the things, right, that I'm looking at from Jack Sanborn, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that translates here. Now, it's a lot harder, right, when you have to keep up with DK Metcalf coming across the middle instead of keeping up with the third-string wide receiver, but I like the fact that he at least sees where the ball is going. He's trying to get there. He's trying to get to that spot, and I'm really I'm really trying to focus in on where this Chicago Bears linebacker room is going to go because as far as the DBs go, I feel like we've got some nice DBs on this team, especially if you saw Jaquan Brisker uh, uh, um, really, really shining in that first game, right? He basically caused a three and out on his own, um, getting a tackle in the backfield, breaking up a play across the middle. I think the other one was just him getting a hand in there. Oh, he almost intercepted the ball, but it ended up coming down. So I think those are things, right, that you feel excited about. But how's the middle of that field going to be? I look at this Bears defense and I say, listen, I I know the national nerds believe that we're going to be the worst defense in the NFL and we're going to have this terrible defensive scheme and we're not going to be able to figure out how to stop anybody. And I'll tell you what, watching Pat Mahomes carve us up, I'm not saying that they're exactly wrong when it comes to those great quarterbacks, right? Listen, I don't think that we're going to slow down Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that we're going to slow down uh, Josh Allen coming through here. But what I do look at with this Chicago Bears team is the fact that that entire time they were in the face of Pat Mahomes. They were in the backfield. So you're telling me we're getting defensive pressure up front. We also seem to have a couple of DBs that are going to be able to uh, uh, get in there and make some big plays for you, be able to cause some havoc, disrupt things for you. Those are the things that get me excited. And that's why I'm keying in on this linebacker room to say, okay, do we have enough depth? Do we have enough guys that at a minimum can step up in the absence of Roquan Smith so that that middle of the field is not just a gaping hole. That's really what I want to key in on and kind of see tonight because I feel like we kind of saw some guys that were doing that early on in that or uh, uh, later on in that game. But are those guys that are going to be able to do that as you keep moving up the depth chart? Um, as always, man, appreciate you guys for tuning in and rocking with us. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Um, I want to know how you guys feel, man. Let me know over in the comments. I see some guys in the comments already. Alrighty, then dropping a beard on. Shout out to you, man. Uh, Jake, Jacob Pone in the chat said, what's the word, Pat? We here, Bears gang, gang, gang. Uh, Steve on the chat, beard on, dropping them beard dons. If you haven't dropped a beard down in the chat, make sure that you drop a beard down in the chat. Y'all know how we get down over here on the breeze. Uh, Kenny Ray saying, Kyler better ball or or I'm going to be salty. We didn't pick Pickens or Brisker. Uh, We didn't pick Pickens and Brisker. I'm sorry. Um, You know what? Here's the thing, right? I'm never going to be, and this is something that I keep hearing, right? Um, Should the Chicago Bears have picked Jaquan or uh, George Pickens over a defensive player? And here's the one thing that I'll say. Now, I do agree. Kyler Gordon kind of has to show you something. Kyler Gordon has to put something on tape that you feel strongly about as a Chicago Bear fan for you to feel like, okay, yeah, uh, he's coming out. He's made this great play. He's making these great moves. Boom. I love what we're seeing out of Kyler Gordon. But here's the one thing that I will say. 
What's harder to find? Is it going to be harder for the Chicago Bears to find a George Pickens? Or is it going to be harder for the Chicago Bears to find a great strong safety? Is it going to be harder for the Chicago Bears to find a great DB? Like, I understand where it comes in, right, where you're saying, hey, with this offensive line, had we have gotten like, if you feel better about this offensive line, I get the argument of had we have gotten Justin Fields, a big body weapon this year, he could have done a little bit more with it. I I'm sure we're here on that. I'll agree with you on that, but here's the thing. This is not a one-year process. The bears are not going to the super bowl this year. If we end up in the super bowl, you'll see me streaking naked down the street. I'm talking about how is this going to be at the start of this thing and does it set us up for next season? So when people come to me and say the Bears should have picked George Pickens, the thing that I look at is say, are there more people that can do what George Pickens can do coming in the draft next season? Are there and is there pretty much always a influx of players that can do what George Pickens can do next season. Now they may do it different. They may do it at a different level. They may be able to, to, to be better, right? Like, is he going to be Jamar chase? Is he going to be Justin Jefferson? Is he going to be Stefan Diggs? Right? You have to find those guys, but at a minimum, the bears come in the next season with their first round pick intact and multiple picks in the second, third, fourth, fifth. How many guys have we talked about, right? Like that, were picked later in the draft that turned into really good players in the NFL. Devontae Adams was what? Was he a second-round pick? Devontae Adams, I believe, was a second-round pick. How many of those players have we looked at that have been picked outside of the first round, like George Pickens would have been, and you're talking about they're a great player in the NFL and they're going to become this next level player. They're going to make it right. Like, so for me, I think it's a lot harder when you talk about safeties, you don't hear that about safeties every year. You don't hear about a great safety coming out of every single draft. You don't hear about a great DB coming out of every single draft. You, you might hear one or two, but they're a lot harder to identify versus like hearing about a solid wide receiver coming out of the draft or a great wide receiver coming out of the draft. So for me, I don't look at it as if the, if Kyler Gordon doesn't ball out immediately, the Bears should have picked George Pickens. I look at it as I hope Kyler Gordon balls out immediately, but if it takes him a minute to grow, guess what? He's our DB too. We've got Jalen Johnson on the other side. And yeah, he was picked pretty high, but he's still our DB too. Cause so is Jalen Johnson. I want to know if this bears team has things put in place for Justin to be successful at a minimum mediocrely this year, then if we go add our big body wide receiver to it, which we probably undoubtedly will get next season, how does that improve the offense, right? You have to start from a base. And so I don't feel like there was a miss on George Pickens by the Bears going defense over offense. I know a lot of Bears fans feel that way. I'm not one of those that feel that way. I'm just not. I'm, I've never been one of those that feel like I, I understand, right? There's a philosophy that the Bears do. They always go defense over offense, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. What if Bayless Jones pans out? Right? Like, there's these hardline discussions when we haven't seen the full slate of the Chicago Bears weaponry. What if Valence Jones pans out? What if Cole Komet becomes a real weapon for the Chicago Bears over the middle? You already got Darnell Mooney. He's a thousand yard receiver. What if in this style of offense, which we know the tight end is going to be very important, all of a sudden you see Cole Komet take this step? And I know there's a lot of ifs, but guess what? There's ifs on George Pickens. There's ifs on everybody that came out of this draft. So I have a hard time looking at people when they have the conversation of we should have went here over this. We should have made this move over this. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. And so let's wait and see. Let's see what this Bears team brings. Let's see how this offense comes out the next time out. That's why I said I'm very intrigued by this offensive line because guess what? A lot of the conversations that people are having around this offensive line, if Braxton Jones can play and Tevin Jenkins wins this job, now you're talking about a top offensive line. Because you've added Michael Schofield. You've added Riley Reeve. You've added these guys to it. Like now you're talking about a top flight offensive line. You know what I mean? So it's it's very it's very situational to me. And I think that at the end of it, if I was going to say, should the Bears have picked George Pickens over Kyler Gordon or George Pickens over Jaquan Brisker? I can find that guy again. 
I've watched the NFL find wide receivers at an alarming rate over these past few years. And so now I'm looking at it as, did we find something at a position that's a lot harder to find? And that's what I want to know from you guys, man. Let me know in the comments below. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Let's see what we got in here. Greg Watson in the chat. He says, so do we win tonight? Asking for betting purposes. <laughs> um, I'm not a gambling man, but I'll tell you what. Uh, we got Geno Smith tonight. Um, the We're going with the twos and the threes. So a lot of guys that are trying to make the team, I think our twos and threes actually look pretty good. So I would pick the Bears to win tonight. Um I think the offense starts off with a touchdown. They're only slated to play, again, six to ten plays. I don't like how they put it out, though, right? They put it out as the Chicago Bears are slated to uh, play two drives, six to ten plays. And I was like, if you got two drives that are six to ten plays, that means you expect for one play to go well and then a four and out. Uh, and then you expect for one play to go well and then a four and out. You know what I mean? Like, that's not that's not really what I wanted to hear uh, when I saw that written today, but I'm I'm excited about uh I'm excited to see Bears football again tonight, man. I've been thinking about possibly going live over on the Chicago Bears Breeze as well, just for the fun of it. Get over there and and you know talk with you guys during the game. I don't know if that's gonna happen yet. Um, y'all know how I am with Bears football, but it is fun to sit there and watch. It is fun to sit there and react to at a minimum. And sometimes I flip a table, so yeah, I mean, and preseason's probably if I'm gonna do it, preseason's probably the best time to do it because I don't care if we win or lose I don't like that that's the thing at the end of the day this doesn't come down to winning or losing for me this comes down to what are the Chicago Bears building out every game and how are they going to make a move to continue to improve Cache in the chat she says O-line is more important to me than wide receiver like people say about Aaron I feel that Justin can make a great wide receiver and what we have already he worked with Mooney in the offseason and he can do do that with Mooney, I'm assuming she she was trying to finish it off there. Um, I agree, right? Like if Justin Fields with these new receivers, okay, I agree. If Justin Fields is a the quarterback we think he is, right? Protection means a lot. If Justin Fields is the quarterback that we think he's going to be, protection means a lot. And protection is a heck of a lot more important. Guess what? You may not win a Super Bowl with this wide receiver crew, but if Justin Fields takes takes this offensive step, then you're going to be talking about him as a guy who, with protection, makes players better. That's where you want to get him to, Right. That's where you want to get them to making players better. That's the goal in Chicago here. So I, I'm I'm looking at this as kind of a, a catch 22 thing coming into this season, right? Like while I want Justin Fields to get better, the best quarterbacks make players better. And in year two, Justin Fields has an opportunity to make players better. That's that's just a fact. And and whether we want to say, oh, it's a terrible offensive line. It's this it's that right. Like we'll see what that all pans out to be. But at the end of the day, You've got to get it done with what you have here. Is what he has here enough? Maybe we can make that debate. But also, this is year one of an entirely new regime. And I guarantee you they win more than three games. I guarantee you they win more than three games. Um, Steve-O says, it's almost like they don't realize good wide receivers are literally born every day. I don't know if I'd go that far, right? I'm not saying that they're on the running back level here yet, but... It's definitely easier for me to see the Bears with a high pick next year go, hey, we're going to pick one of the best wide receivers in the country. Or even with a mid-level pick, go, hey, we're going to pick one of the best wide receivers in the country in the first round. And all of a sudden, Justin Fields has his top wide receiver. You know, and, and it really just comes down to, right, people wanted Justin Fields to take the Joe Burrow route. They wanted Justin Fields to get the wide receiver that he played in college with, and that was going to be the hookup for him, and that was was what was going to make this team so much better. And that's what was – right, like they wanted the Joe Burrow route, and it didn't go that way. Polls didn't go that way. But you know what he did find you? And, and hopefully it does pan out to be this a starting left tackle. Something that Ryan Pace couldn't find in four years. Something that the Chicago Bears have lacked for quite some time. I, lo- I love a lot of people yesterday telling me too, like, oh, the Bears have had great left tackles in history. But they like name these Hall of Famers that lasted like for for you know seven, eight years. And it's like, yeah, but we're we're talking about like 
50, 60, 70 years. It's like, there's not a lot, of, a lot of great left tackles in our history. There's not a lot of great left tackles in our history. Um, 76 in the chat, man. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing so much love. Hit that like button if you haven't done so. We do talk Chicago Bears daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Bears, how Bears talk. We also talk Bulls. We also talk White Sox. We talk everything over here on the Windy City Breeze. But if you want specifically Bears content, go check out the Chicago Bears Breeze. You can check the link in the description below or just type in Chicago Bears Breeze. You'll see a bear logo with Windy City on it. Make sure to subscribe to that page as well. That is where we do nothing but Chicago Bears content. So make sure that you guys tune in with that. Appreciate you guys for showing so much love as always. Here's here's the one thing, since we are talking about the wide receivers, right? Here's the one thing that I am also focusing in on tonight. Are the Chicago Bears going to have that wide receiver that steps up and kind of does, like I said with Jack Sanborn and the linebacker crew, right? Steps up and makes a name for himself. We saw Tajay Sharp make a couple of really nice catches. We saw him go out there and and be able to get some separation. Justin was able to find him. I believe Peterman was able to find him as well. He was able to go up and get it on one of those, right? Is he a guy that's going to be able to make a name for himself opposite Darnell Mooney? Because here's the thing. You do want to have more than just one weapon, especially when your weapon is Darnell Mooney and he's a little bit undersized. What's Darnell? 5'10, right? So he's, well, not undersized, but he's a smaller wide receiver. He's a speed guy. Um, But when you look at Darnell Mooney, right, you don't want to see him in double coverage. You don't want to see him double teamed. You want him to be able to use his route running ability and to use his speed to be able to get over on uh, single coverage, man to man, single high safety, whatever it may be, be able to break down a zone, right? Like, I think those are the things that you look at there and that's where to me Cole Komet comes in and I don't know have we heard Baki's in the chat shout out to Baki man um Baki have we heard uh if Cole Komet's playing tonight I don't know if we've heard that um just yet so let me know on that Baki I don't know if we've heard Cole Komet's playing or if anybody else has heard that uh let me know in the chat um, but when I look at when I look at right what this team is to me, Cole Komet's the biggest thing, biggest part of this receiving court that's so very important. And so I want to see uh, um, who's going to be that other receiver opposite Darnell Mooney that's going to be able to take that step and get to that next level. That's so key for me with the Chicago Bears team, and I think that's going to be what the, what you have to focus in on tonight, right? Like, for me, is it going to be Equinamia St. Brown? I don't think Equinamia St. Brown's that guy. I don't. I never have. I've, I've said it multiple times. I just don't think he's that guy. Uh, is it going to be Byron Pringle? I don't even know if he's playing uh, tonight. Uh, is it going to be, you know what I mean? Like, who who's going to be that guy? Is it Bayless Jones, right? Is ba- Because here's the one thing that I have said. We saw saw in week one that the Bears are running a run-heavy offense. Oh, my God, I can't believe we're running the ball so much. Why aren't we throwing the ball down the field? Because the coach said that we were running a run-heavy style offense. Like, I swear Bears fans heard that, and they were like, oh, Justin's throwing it 30 times. No, he's not throwing it 30 times. I don't even expect him to throw the ball over 20 to 25 times. Uh, In a run-heavy style offense, you're going to be running the ball a lot. Here's why I'm keying in on Bayless Jones tonight. What is Bayless Jones going to be able to do when you know that probably five to seven passes are going to start behind the line of scrimmage? You're going to have those little float passes that Nagy said he loved to do uh, the extended run if you will right what is he going to be able to do to make magic on those plays now again in preseason you can't take a ton from that right it's a lot of man to man there's a lot of opportunity to break guys down because they want to see what guys are going to be able to do but the two things that I'm really going to be looking for from Bayless Jones tonight and from other guys on this receiving core as well what do they do behind the line of scrimmage how are they going to be able to use Bayless on that to kind of be that gadget guy for us our, our version of Tyreek Hill if you will Um, And then what are they going to do to use him over the top? What are they going to do to use him breaking down the defense, using that speed, using using that that uh, uh, ability to to get past his man that's standing in front of him? Right. The route running ability, stuff like that. Right. Like that's what I want to really focus in on from Bayless Jones tonight. And so 
I think there's some names on this receiving core that may surprise us. I don't think there's as many as a lot of people think, right? Like a lot of people were like, Byron Pringle's got it. Equinamia St. Brown is this guy. Uh, you know, I, I, I wouldn't subscribe to that theory of thinking, but I think there's a couple of guys that are interesting. Tajay Sharp and uh, Byron, and uh, uh, Baelish Jones being a couple of them. And then, of course, Cole Komet. I think that he's another one that it really is somebody to key in on if he's going to be playing tonight. So, I mean, I I'm, I'm really excited for tonight's Bears game. I got a lot going on today, so I'll let you guys know if I'm going live. Um, or you may just see it pop up. If I do go live, it will probably be over on the Chicago Bears Breeze because I'm trying to grow that page as much as I can so that we can start just posting our consistent Bears content on over there. And then we'll do some short stuff over here, but mostly live streams and longer uh, sports conversations over here. Uh, let's get back into the chat. Shout out to you guys. Uh, Baki saying, what's up, y'all? Let's get those likes up. Shout out to Baki. McSeason out here saying have a good day my g shout out to you my boy um what else we got in here gino's in here being a debbie downer a little bit saying just tank the season why let go of Allen robinson he's not feeling it uh that's okay my boy when we win more than three games uh, i'm sure you'll be a little more excited um b bill senior says commit has to step up this season i 100 percent agree baki saying from what he's hearing commit is supposed to play so shout out to baki on that um windy city made says when you when you run heavy it opens up for play action and justin is mobile as well bear down i think that's a that's very a very key point right like you want to see what these guys are going to be able to do in the play action game you want to see what these guys are going to be able to do over the top you want to see how these guys are going to be able to create different plays if your offensive line is a little bit subpar if your offensive line is struggling I'm not saying they will be but a lot of people seem to believe this offensive line is going to be god awful I don't subscribe to that to that uh, uh, line of thinking I think this offensive line will be better than a lot of people think uh, I think all the gloom and doom people are going to really have to eat their words and I I, I remember your names right I'm, I'm watching you um, so for me I'm I'm waiting to see kind of what the what's that what's that gonna turn into? Um Baki tweet night. Yeah, I did see that, Baki. I did see that one, Baki. Uh I can't go off on every national nerd that feels like the, the Chicago Bears are going to be the, the scum of the earth. You know what I mean? I, I, I can't go off on every national nerd. Here's here's the thing that I will say to all the national nerds out there. And yes, I am calling you national nerds at this point because you guys are you're trying to analyze the numbers and you're not Don Burr. What are you doing in here on the burner account, bro? I don't, I don't have you blocked. I don't like the Don Burr 2.0 in here. I don't got you blocked. Um, get that, get that original Don Burr in here. By the way, he said golf is better than fields. Relax there, Don Burr. Um, here, here's the thing that I will say, and, and this is something to kind of talk about here. And then we'll get into the Roquan uh, Smith stuff and I'll close out. Um, Here's the thing that I that I will say about what the national nerds are doing. They look at the numbers. They look at the expectations of the experts in the NFL that have written articles. They don't look at the guy the fact that the guys are changing their opinions that have been to practice. The guys have said that Justin Fields is definitely improving. The guys have said that this Bears offense, and I'm not talking about just guys, I'm talking about national media. I'm talking about your big name players. They, they are your big name uh, reporters and stuff like that. They've been tweeting out that have been to Bears camp. They've tweeted it out. Oh, uh, Justin Fields looks good. This offense looks like it fits him. This offense definitely looks better. Darnell Mooney looks like he's able to make some plays. Right, like they they're they're talking about the Bears in a positive light. But you know, hey, listen to each their own. When you look at just the numbers, it doesn't tell you the story. I guarantee you half the people that are talking about this Bears team didn't watch the Bears game on Saturday. I'll bet you half the people that are talking about this Bears team didn't even turn on their TV to see if the Bears were playing on Saturday. I'll bet you half the people on these national media platforms talking about this Bears team aren't even in Chicago to get the game. 
So when the national nerds like to come out and they like to come with these big stories, you know why? Because Chicago's always about that smoke and they will step up and they will talk back and they will retweet your stuff. I'm viewing it as what it is. Hey, this is a media ploy to get your clicks up, to get your ratings up, to get your numbers up. Good job, ESPN. Good job, uh, FS1. Good job, Colin Cowherd. Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's all it is. They know Chicago's about that smoke. And you know what? You know what this does? Here's the thing. You know what this does? This sets up for them to get millions and millions of retweets from us during the season for every Bears win. They love it. They love it. What did we do? Bulls fans, what did we do to Nick Friedel all season? What did we do to Nick Friedel? Every game the Bulls won, what did we do to Nick Friedel? Uh, worst acquisition sign. Every game DeMar DeRozan went off. Worst acquisition signing in the NBA. Huh? Yeah, that's what you think of the Chicago Bulls. Yep. Yep. That's what. Oh, that's what. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll take. Right? They love it. You know why they don't go after a poverty-driven franchise like Detroit? Because Detroit doesn't respond. There's not enough Detroit fans to talk about it. There's not enough Detroit fans to talk about it. You know why they don't go after the Atlanta Falcons? Because there's not enough Falcons fans to talk about it. You know why they go after the Jets? Because Jets fans have been here their entire lives, and there's enough Jets fans to talk about it. You know why they don't go after the Giants? Because the Giants have been so bad for so long, it's not even worth it at this point. Right? So that's what you get. That's what you end up with. The Bears are a perfect target because we make them a target because we want to go after you for talking bad about our football team. And guess what? I'm going to do it. I don't care how you view it. <laughs> Colin Cowherd talking about all oh, the Bears. I, I also, I, I got a thing with Colin Cowherd. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. I got a thing. Because Colin does that. I don't like how Colin attacks people without all the knowledge. I don't like that. Colin will attack people without having all the knowledge of it. I try not to attack people on this show. I try not to, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's always some other side of it to go after. Now, listen, I'll attack your play on the field. I'll attack your, your uh, uh, um, what you do with your teammates and things like that, right? But when you start to get into the personals of it, like he didn't think Baker Mayfield was going to be a good quarterback because he didn't show support to his teammates. Like, that's a, that's a joke. That's a joke. Oh, you ran over to the to the student section. Uh, you didn't go celebrate with your teammate. That's a joke, right? Like stuff like that. And I know that's the one thing that like he's really known for. But even with the Bears, right? Like what he said yesterday. Bears have never had a great wide receiver. Okay, like that's just not true. Are we known for him? No, but we also haven't had top flight quarterback play in this town. But what's the reason that we haven't had top flight quarterback play? Well, you know, who's playing left tackle? Who's playing the tackles? Who's playing on that offensive line? You know what I mean? So I, I get where you're going with your points, but like you're not telling the full story. And that's why I do this, man. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in to Rockwood. Just hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago Bears daily on this channel. It's the only channel talking Bears, how Bears talk. Uh, let's get into a little bit of the Roquan conversation here because now we have brought up Colin Cowherd. Um, and break down kind of where this thing is at now, right? Like we heard yesterday, players speak out. I believe Matt Forte was on 670 to score. He said that the Bears are being cheap. He said that the Bears have always been cheap. This is how they negotiate. We heard Olin Krutz say that he hopes he gets a deal done with it, with Roquan. And 
at the end of the day, do I want Roquan Smith to get a deal done? Yes. Do I want Roquan Smith to be a Chicago Bear? Yes. Because I don't think that you'll get similar value for him as you will in the draft. I don't think that you'll get similar value for him right now, right? And I think you're a better team quicker if Roquan Smith is a part of this team. Now, is there a deal on the table that I could be convinced about that if I saw it, I would really like how to see how that would go and stuff like that? Yeah, sure. I'm sure I could be convinced of it, but it's not a third this year or third in the draft coming up this year and a, and a fourth in the future draft, right? Which is what I, I, I the last thing that I had seen uh, that the Cowboys were thinking about making a move on. Like, no, that's not it for me. Because you know what? At the end of the day, Roquan Smith's a part of this team still. He's under contract. He's under contract. So at the end of the day, to me, Roquan is, if he wants to be here, he wants to be here. If he doesn't want to be here, the Bears aren't in a rush to trade him. He can hold out till halfway through the season and the Bears could still trade him. Right? Like, so I, I don't see this as a, as a, oh my God, this has to be done this season. Also, because I didn't see us winning the Super Bowl this year. I don't see us getting to a Super Bowl this year. You know what I mean? Do I want to see Roquan get the deal done? Yes. Do I want to see Roquan Smith continue to be a Chicago Bear? Yes. But I'll tell you this right now. This whole chain here, that whole 36 inches of bear head there, it's built off defense. I'm not worried about building defenses. I'm just not. That's the one thing I know the Chicago Bears can do. They can build a defense. So when I'm looking at where this Roquan situation is, how negotiations have gone, how these guys are talking, the whole thing with adding in, uh, 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 <laughs> what is it? What's his agent's or, or his not agent agent's name? What is his buddy's name? Um, what is his name? Is it is it? <laughs> Shay Omni or something like that? See, Say Omni or something like that? What is his name? <laughs> He's got him calling around to other teams now. So, right, like I'm looking at that and I'm saying, okay, like the whole situation, he's making it harder for him to comment or, or to, uh, uh, um, be dealt. He's making it harder for t- Saint Omni. There it is. Saint Omni. <laughs> He's making it harder for him to get a deal done. He's making it harder for him to move the right, right? Like, bro, like you're making it harder on yourself at the end of the day. So I'm not tripping on the Roquan situation at all. I still think the Bears end up getting a deal done with him. I think he's never going to get in a better situation than here. I think the rest of the NFL feels the same way about it. And I think the rest of the NFL feels the same way about linebackers, which is another reason why Collins' comments irritated me, right? Because he's talking as if the Bears were throwing millions of, like, like, we're offering Roquan Smith a $27 million deal. That's what that's what he was talking like. Like, oh, you guys have to pivot on this one because if you go defense again, you know that that doesn't lead to a win. Well, most Super Bowl championships have a Super Bowl champions have a pretty good defense. But at the end of the day, right, like the whole reason we're in this situation is because the Bears aren't offering Roquan what Roquan feels he's he deserves. So again, why are we having the conversation of the Bears making the wrong decision? They're making the wrong decision again. They're not. For the first time in a long time, at least since I've been covering the team in this capacity, in the show's capacity, the Chicago Bears are making a decision to build the line. The Chicago Bears are making a decision to build their line. Offensive and defensive this time. 
and they're going out and finding players that are actually showing us something. So I think to me, if if Roquan does get a deal done, is it going to be in the Bears' favor? Yeah. If Roquan doesn't get a deal done, does it end up in the Bears' favor? Possibly. Probably. And the players that are commenting on it are viewing it from the player's standpoint. Which is fine. But they're commenting on it from the standpoint of, I've been in contract negotiation with the Chicago Bears, and I haven't, and, and they were the same way with me. Especially Matt Forte. You know why? Running back. I love Matt Forte. I think Matt Forte, it's not even a thing. Matt Forte is one of the Bears' best running backs of all time. Running back, though. Matt Forte was actually a little bit different in my mind because he was also our leading pass catcher, but still a running back. So, I don't know, man. Uh, Baki says, let's call a spade a spade. The Bears offered Roquan a deal like Fred Warner got that. Got That's his equivalent. Roquan ain't better than Shaq Leonard. I, okay. Maybe. I don't know what the deal was. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Bears... Who was it? I think it was the Bears blog or something like that. They tweeted out that Roquan got offered $22 million a year. I don't know if that's facts or not. They're pretty connected. They, they they know pretty well. I think that they wouldn't tweet out something like that because they're they're actually a pretty credible source when you're talking about the Chicago Bears. So I don't I don't think that they would put their uh, uh credibility on the line in that sense. But if they offered him $22 million and he said that's disrespectful because of how the contract structured. Bye. Um, Packers Nation says, of course, Packers Nation in here trying to trade Roquan away. We know what you want. Uh, Packers Nation says, trade Roquan for Claypool and a second. I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad at that. I really think Chase Claypool is in a situation where he just doesn't have a... um, uh, he, He hasn't had somebody... A hundred percent ever throwing him the ball, right? Like he had old Ben Roethlisberger, and then he had young uh, 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 Mason Rudolph, who was basically an equivalent of old Ben Roethlisberger. Now he's got Mitch Trubisky and maybe possibly a rookie. I wouldn't be mad at a Chase Claypool for that. That'd be an interesting deal. That'd be an interesting deal. So. I don't know. We'll see kind of how that goes. Um, what do we got? I heard it was 19 mil. Could have been, right? Like, who knows? I, I, I don't know the terms of the deal. I just don't. But even if it's 19 mil, right, that puts you at an equivalent with a lot of guys that are in there. That, yeah, that Okay. I'm still not mad at the Bears on that. I'm still not saying you're lowballing this guy. That's how I feel about it. Um, the prodigy says I would rather have T Higgins than Claypool. I'll take either. I'll take either. Claypool is a problem. I think Claypool has the talent of Justin Jefferson, but a worse quarterback. I really like Chase Claypool. I think he's a, I think he's a problem. I I would. And, and here's the thing. I wouldn't be mad at that again. Why? It's built off defense. It's built off defense. I don't like how I was doing that. That was weird. That was a weird thing right there. It's built off defense. Y'all seen that? That was weird. What was that, Pat? What are you doing? Uh, It's built off defense. DB Gaming, we can get a better wide receiver than Claypool. I mean, here's the thing. you you, Roquan has diminished his value in, in the major market. There's no doubt about that. He's diminished his value around the NFL. As a player, Roquan's great, but you have to deal with more than just the player when you bring Roquan Smith into that situation. By the way, Roquan Smith also comes in representing himself. Roquan Smith comes in representing himself. That's a completely different situation. That means that you have to deal with what Ryan Poles is dealing with. If the deal is good, but you, but the issue is Roquan wasn't able to sit in there and uh, uh, um, deal with the fact that you were saying, hey, um, while we won't like you at this and we understand this is your number, uh, we think you're more like here because these are the things you don't do. Those are the things your agent doesn't tell you. Those are the things your agent doesn't tell you. Right? 
So now you're talking about moving forward. How does Roquan deal with hearing those things from other teams, hearing those things, right? Like, and maybe he gets a deal done, maybe he doesn't, but I don't think he'll get a deal as good as the Chicago Bears offered him. Um, is it true that Roquan is the only linebacker that had de-escalated clauses in his deal? If so, that must be why he feels disrespected. That is true. Um, he Not only the only linebacker, the only non-quarterback player making more than $15 million that had de-escalators in his deal. Um I do I do view that as disrespectful. I do think that that's not something that you want to put on your star linebacker, and I think Roquan Smith has played well enough here that the de-escalators shouldn't be a part of this deal. Um, but at the end of the day, right, like when you're talking about – how that deal was structured. That deal was heavily backloaded as reported by Ian Rappaport. So you're talking about maybe he's starting off at 17, 18 million. Maybe that thing ends at 24, 25 million. Again, we don't know the contract. We don't know the terms of the deal. We don't know how the deal was going to finish off. And I think that's the part that you have to keep in mind. We don't know. We don't know where the Bears are sitting at on this. We don't know where the uh, uh, um, where management is sitting at on this. We don't know where Roquan Smith is sitting at on it. We don't know. We've got speculation from a lot of people. The one thing that we do know, and, and I understand people are looking around the league and saying, oh, well, of course teams around the league are going to support the deal that the Bears put in place. Adam Schefter took this deal to multiple teams and – Multiple teams said, that's a good deal. I wouldn't have given him that. It's the I wouldn't have given him that for me. That that says, okay, this is, this is a different situation. The I wouldn't have given him that is a different situation. Of course, teams are going to support what the team does because that sets the market. But if you're saying I wouldn't have given him that, that means, ooh, that, that, that's setting the market in the wrong direction. <laughs> that's setting the market in the wrong direction. Jay Sanders, linebackers are the QB of the defense. That's a fact, but the, the thing is, too, right, linebackers get hurt at a much more alarming rate than quarterbacks do. I think linebackers um, are 19% of injuries on the defensive side of the football. Um, so you're not, you're not going to get the same kind of compensation that a quarterback would get. Um, shout out to you guys for tuning in and commenting in, man. How many we got up in here, man? We got 147 people in the chat right now. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago Bears daily on this channel. We will be live as well. Whether I go live for the game or not is yet to be seen. But at a minimum, I will be live for the post-game show on the channel. So make sure that you guys have that subscribe button hitting so that you can uh, and the notification bell hit so that you know when I go live over on the channel. Also, if I'm not mistaken, we're pretty close to being above 15,000 subscribers. When we get to 15,000 subscribers, we have a Zach Levine uh, uh, jersey that we will be giving away to one of our 15,000 subscribers. Uh, we'll probably do that on opening day of the NBA season, which is close at hand. Can't wait for that. Um, we live call every single Bulls game, so we'll be in here doing that, giving one of these jerseys away. Uh, we're, we're, I think we're like literally Literally three or four subscribers away. So hit that subscribe button. Let's cross 15,000 subscribers today. Uh, I think that's pretty much it for me on today's show, though. Uh, make sure you guys tune in. Check out the podcast. We do have the podcast that we post on every day as well. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing so much love. As always, man, it's your boy, Pat, the designer. Back at it again to continue watching our Chicago Bears content. Click the links on, uh, in the description below or go check out the Chicago Bears Breeze for specific Chicago Bears content where we'll also be posting clips from this as well uh y'all stay safe out there as always chicago and i'll see you tonight peace